This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, and welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers. It's Wednesday. We're looking ahead to tonight's matches on Wednesday. It's a special edition here on betting weekly game bet matches because we haven't done any matches for the third round yet. So we've got the, we've got a nice position to be able to preview all of the second round matches. If you saw the show yesterday on Tuesday, you would have seen our first five picks, uh, our first five matches, and you'd have seen the picks from the man to the left of me. Uh, it's Sean Calver, our senior handicapper, or left or right. I'm not quite sure where it is going to be when you see I'm it. I'm not sure which uh, either. But I can see you on the left. You might be on the At right. the minute, you're on the top and I'm on the bottom, but... Well, I want to say I'm the man on top of Sean Calvert, but up to the left sounds a lot better. But it's our senior yeah. ATP Tour handicapper, Sean Calvert. Sean, good morning to you, sir. You look very refreshed and well. Morning, uh, yeah. It's quite bed. early, isn't it? Kids yeah. must have gone to sleep. Okay for you. Give you a nice Feels like night. we only did this about 12 hours ago, but it's it's probably <laughs> slightly um, slightly longer than that. No, Legan's gone to a football camp today, so he's uh, well, he goes every day, but it's 10 till 3. And he's up at about half 6, 6 or half 6, so he's got like three and a half hours of mayhem before he actually goes to the football and then it, and it, then only get, it's, it's, it's actually worse than obviously being at school because it's very short hours he's back at three o'clock but he's going to a mate's house today so i've got a bit longer to um to do Result. stuff for once party poppers balloons up something like that yeah get the old beers up lovely um good winner last night for us from diallo uh, we picked diallo yeah. here on the show at plus 160 it was a remarkable drift for him though in the market he went out to like one uh, one plus 180 at one stage i couldn't believe okay. it obviously with Dan Evans, we said that he may have that lull after winning in Washington. Um, it was a bit of a surprise, that market, wasn't it? I think a few, a few of them have sort of drifted. I don't actually mind a drift, to be honest. A lot of people sort of, they get a bit panicky when they see when they see the price going the opposite way to the way that they've they've seen it or called it. And it doesn't normally bother me because the amount of times I've seen a, a, a player drift and he still won, I, I suspect it's probably the market, maybe some, some people saw Evans in practice, maybe he looked he looked pretty fresh in practice, and and you know somebody's that information has filtered back, and uh, it's, it's it's that kind of situation that's arisen. But I don't know. That's that's the most likely cause. But whatever it was, I'm yeah happy to happy to take it. Happy to obviously that people have got a, a bigger price, and people will have got a better price than than we initially said. So that's fine. Nice winner for us. I think it was plus one sixty three. Uh, so it takes our profit to plus seven point four four units, which is. We're still in the we're still in the black and uh, looking quite good heading into the latter stages here in Toronto. It's round two. We spoke about uh, the matches yesterday. If you haven't seen that podcast, it'll be available on the YouTube channel. Have a look at that, and we'll, they'll give you the early matches, and they're going to preview the later matches. But before we go into the matches, let's look at the latest outright odds because they may have an opportunity when this goes live to play on the tournament winner market. Carlos Alcaraz, uh, the world number one, he's the favourite at plus one twenty five. Our pick. Daniel Medvedev is has come down in the betting. He's now to, down to plus three fifty. Alexander Zverev, uh, my pick, is now ten to one. Stefanos Tsitsipas eleven. Yannick Sinner eleven. Andre Rublev eighteen. Holger Rune twenty. Casper Ruud twenty. Taylor Fritz twenty. And Herbert Herkass 
Uh, last year's beaten finalist, he's 30 to 1. Um, let's talk about Carlos Alcaraz. You've got to talk about Carlos Alcaraz. He's the world number one. He's the player that everyone's coming out to uh, Toronto to see this week. Um, it's a little bit quicker today than what it was. What do you think of conditions for Alcaraz in yeah, plus 125? We've, we've made the case that the top half is loaded, but he's, there's money come mm. for him. It was plus 140 when we spoke at the early part of the week. I'm just looking at the draw now, actually, and I'm just filling in the draw sheet from the players that have got through. This is this is not an easy route for Carlos Alcaraz, is it? He's got Shelton, which we'll talk about in a minute. Then he'll probably have her cash. So two two big servers there. Um, then he might well play Holger Rune. Um, that's obviously not going to be easy. And that's just to get to the, the semifinals where he might be facing possibly a Sitsipas, possibly a Corda, a Sinner, Berrettini. You know, that's... And, and you want to back him at, what was he, two point? Plus 125. Plus 125, yeah. yeah he might win it, you know. It, it, obviously, he's the outstanding player at the minute, but, it, you know, it's a big ass. You've got to remember, he's, he hasn't played on hard courts for a while. He played, I think he played Hotman Cup, didn't he, after Wimbledon on the clay. Um, you know, and now he's coming here with the, the mantle of Wimbledon champion on his on his back. I know he won the US Open before, but, you know, Wimbledon is, is a little bit different. It's it, it, it has a slightly bigger cachet doesn't it if you're Wimbledon champion every every all the press are on you all the time um you know it's a, it's a big thing and he might well win this tournament but not that I can't have that price in these conditions given the situation against this field I'm much happy to be on Medvedev who looks to have a, a much much easier route and similarly for, for Zverev and also it's not a tournament the favorites have done very well in traditionally it's a tournament that's uh They've struggled in the past and plus 125. I, I, I think he's played it once before. He played one match. He got beaten in one match by Tommy Paul. Yeah, but he's not played. That was in Montreal. He's not Montreal. played in Toronto. So at he's all. never so played he's here in the tournament. I know. Never and, played uh, this tournament. Plus 125. Is, it, uh, I think, I mean, I'm a big fan of Alcaraz. I am. I, you know, I, I, I bet him two years ago to win the Australian Open at massive prices. But I, I honestly do believe that the market has gone a little bit crazy on him in terms of the outright markets. I think he is. And I'm doubted with talent. It's going to be multiple majors, but uh, I think it's very disrespectful. Some of the others in in the draw, he's ahead of them at the moment. But I think at plus one twenty five in tournaments like this, I think that's just ludicrous. Really, if you are going to take it and you cash, well played to you. But I think if you bet Alcaraz at plus one twenty five in tournaments like this, you will lose long term. That's my personal opinion on it. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I just think you know he's the, he's the most likely winner, obviously. But that's you know there's a you, you've got to bet at the right price, haven't you? Um, and that for me, that's not the right price. Well, is he the right price to win his match? Uh, he plays in the second round later this evening uh, up against Ben Shelton, the American who's not had the best of form at all. It's, you know, he's, he's turned that round. He's had a, he's had a did win in the first round here, but he's uh, he's a player that has got a lot of talent. But uh, I, I question whether we got a little bit excited about him too early. Carlos Alcaraz is a ludicrously low favourite here. He's plus a high favourite. If you in America they say high, in in the UK we say low. So he's a high favourite in America at plus one thousand one hundred and fifteen. Ben Shelton is plus seven dollars. The spread here is five and a half. I, we think that uh, Shelton might be popular on that. He's minus 137. Alcaraz, uh, minus five and a half, is plus 107. There's a total seems relatively low here at uh, 19 and a half. I mean, this is the first time Alcaraz has played on this court. He's got to get used to the conditions. Uh, Shelton, obviously, is a big server, as we said, but Alcaraz is 10 and one this year. Shelton did have that win against Sapata Morales to end a three-match losing streak. It's a tall order for him to beat the world number one, but he can cause him problems here, can't he? He can on his best form, yeah. 
Um, he just isn't in his best form at the minute, unfortunately. He wasn't, he wasn't good again um, last night against the Pater Morales. I mean, that's that's a if, if you're Ben Shelton, you, the other, and you're looking at a round one opponent, and you've got Zapata Morales, who's an out and out clay dog. Um, you'd be pretty happy with that draw, but he he really struggled through it. He didn't serve well again. He hit five aces and six double faults. Um, didn't serve particularly high percentage. Um, not good off the ground. He won eighty four percent actually on his first serve, Alcaraz, but only thirty three percent on his second serve. So. So Alcaraz, 80, Shelton won 84% mm. on his first serve against Zapata, but only 33% on his second serve. So not playing well off the ground. Um, a night match you wouldn't have thought would help him either. He's slightly slower. Um, he just isn't playing well at the minute, Shelton. If, if he was playing that Australian Open form at the minute, I'd quite fancy him to do something here because Alcaraz obviously hasn't played uh, for a little while. Lost his only match in Canada. Uh, never played in Toronto. Um, yeah, I think it's a difficult one for, for Shelton. I think Alcaraz should win this, but, um, looking at the stats, uh, Alcaraz this season on outdoor hard 10 and one win loss, 112 service points, one return points, one total Shelton seven, eight and 99. So on that, I think it's, it's tough to really go with Shelton over 10 and a half in set one, 3.95 of bet rivers. That's, that's possibilities, but he's got to serve a lot better. Yeah, I'm quite like the over 19 and a half in the match if I was going to have a bet on this match. I'd probably like to see how Shelton starts, but I think uh, it's, it's quite low, though. Uh, I, I'm over 19 and a half, it's a heavy favourite, minus 141. The under is the underdog at plus 110. But uh, I don't know, I think Shelton may give him a match, uh, especially in the first set, and then Alcaraz will on run it On his best way. form, I think. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, on his best form, his best serving form, I think it could be tricky for, for Alcaraz, but... On the form that we've seen from Shelton recently, it's it's hard to be really confident about, and that's that's the problem. Mm. That match, as Sean said, there is an evening match. It starts seven p.m. Eastern time tonight on Wednesday. So these matches we're previewing here are tonight, not usually the day, but the day of ours. We can't predict or can't actually give him any matches on Thursday's order of play because we don't know it yet. So we're going to fill up with the remainder of the second round draw for the late matches. If you want to see the early matches, like I said, it's on the podcast earlier which is on our Twitter feed at Because We Win. So check out that. For the early matches, these are the late evening matches. The next match is 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. It's Marcus Giron up against Holger Runa. Holger Runa is minus $5. Marcus Giron is plus 360. The spread here is four and a half with Giron minus 130 and Rune uh, plus 102. The total is 21 and a half here on the total games. They've met once before, and surprisingly, uh, Marcus Giron, the American, actually won that match on Wimbledon. It's very easy uh, last year, 2022, 6 3, 7 5, 6 4. Um, there has been a little bit of money around for Giron to win this match. Um, he has come down from an opening line of $4, now down to plus 360. Um jury's still out. I know you're not 100% sure on Holgaroon with his, with his fitness and conditioning, probably more so on majors, but do you think there's a, a potential of a shock hit? Yeah, I think Giron's got a decent chance. Um, Rune's had back problems since Wimbledon. Uh, I'm not sure why he played the Hotman Cup because he wasn't fit uh, with that back problem. Then pulled out of Umag. Um, not sure how much full power hitting he's done lately. He was hitting, incidentally, with Caroline Wozniacki um, recently. And 10 days ago, he said, he said, I hope I'll be fit to play in Toronto. So doesn't sound particularly great for Holger Rune. So a chance for Giron here, potentially. He went Fear Rune, as he said. He was a 1.86. That's minus 116 favourite 
um, to beat um, Rune at Wimbledon. Should be a decent test this for Holger Rune. You know, gear on four matches under his belt on a hard court. A good win over Rusevori last night as well. Um, in terms of the stats, Rune's four points ahead. In terms of the service points, one return points, one total this year on hard courts, um, outdoor hard. Uh, Giron's taken sets off top 20 opponents in four of his last seven matches in the last 12 months. So he's more likely than not to take a set off a top 20 opponent on this surface in the last sort of uh, last year or so. So for me, I just I just think I think this is too short. I would have I would have priced Rune at about sort of one to three ish for this rather than sort of one to two. I think he's just he's taking a lot on trust with the guy who's not played since Wimbledon. Got clearly got a back injury. Um you know, has he been able to hit properly? Has he? I, I doubt it because he was saying, "Oh, you know, I hope I'll be fit for Toronto." It might be the case that he comes in here and he and he, and he plays brilliant and he wins, but I, that price is is far too short for me. Yeah, you know, Giron's obviously much more match fit, match attuned, match sharp um, than Holger Rune. So, plus money, plus one twenty eight. Um, my bet for today is uh, Giron to win a set here. I think he's, um, I think he's got a reasonable chance. Plus 128. There's 28 different markets available on the Bet Rivers website, and Sean has picked that bet as his best bet of the day. Plus 128, uh, Giron to get a set against Holgarun. You can also go with the handicap. As I say, it's four and a half start uh, for, Hol- for Giron, minus 130. And you can move the little toggle around on the website and get it down to three and a half or five and a half, whichever way you like to play on the handicap. There's, like I say, 28 different markets. If you place that bet, what Sean suggested there, or any other bet, you can watch that match live on the BetRivers website on your preferred uh, tablet or your or your, or your computer or laptop. Uh, next one, uh, Sebastian Corder, um, the man that we've been on, I think, three of the last four matches he's played, and he's lost every single one. He ends a four-match losing streak yeah. against Echeverry. He played well against Echeverry. Admittedly, Echeverry is not his favourite surface. He plays Alexander Vukic, um, the dangerous big serving Australian here. Corda uh, is minus 295. Vukic is plus 230. The spread is three and a half. Corda um, is minus 112, giving up three and a half. Vukic is minus 114. The total is 22 and a half with over the favourite, uh, the underdog, sorry, minus 106 and under the favourite at minus 121. Um, Corda's form really poor uh, since Wimbledon Vesely defeat, uh, Shevchenko defeat. Do we read too much into that Echeverry win, or is just a it was it was it a win against a, a player that just couldn't play on the, the condition, conditions? Always called it back as a main threat this week. I think he's definitely a threat. No, might look he'll probably win the tournament, having having backed him a couple of times recently, and he's kind of failed. Um, I think this is going to be you know I think the Echeverry match was decent for him, decent opponent, but he served much better, seventy odd percent. You know, he's way way better. Um, Looking at this match, uh, Corder's beaten him twice uh, a few years ago. The head-to-head is it's, the head-to-head's really close, though, considering it's it's two nil in terms of the service points. One return points, one totals. Corder one hundred and one, Vukic ninety nine. So really close. And the only real difference in those two matches was that Corder took sixty three percent of his breakpoint chances, and Vukic only took thirty six percent of his chances. So it was just Corder being better um, on the bigger points. Vukic won seventy nine percent of his first serve points in those two matches. And one of them was played on clay, remember? So strong serving performance from, from Vukic, as you would expect, and um, winning a lot of, of the points on his first serve. So on a day where it's expected to be sunny, expected to be warm, I know they're playing slightly later in the day, but it should be around about 5, 6 p.m. Um, local time when it's still going to be about 25, 
26 degrees and the courts will have been warmed up all day. So it's the quickest conditions that we've seen so far in Toronto because it's been, it's been very sort of damp and a bit humid and, and consequently slightly slower. Um, if you look at the stats for this season, a main level on outdoor hard, Corda, you know, very good stats, um, nine and three win loss and a 104 service points, one return points, one total, um, which kind of illustrates why I've, I've, I've tried to be with him um, when it when it's when it's been the case to do so in certain tournaments. I just haven't. We've just been unfortunate that he's he's not produced um, at the times when he when he should have done or, or could have done. Um, Vukic's stats six six win loss and a hundred so decent stats from Vukic. Um, and on those stats, Corda wins the same number of service points as Vukic, but. Four percent more. Sorry, Corda wins four percent more on returns. So the only difference is that Corda returns better than Vukic, which you would probably figure anyway from from looking at their their styles of play. Vukic is a little bit. He's been a little bit difficult to to sort of read this week. He lost to Schwartzman uh, in qualifying, then came back in as a lucky loser and beat Courage in straight sets. So very varied uh, form there from Vukic. So far this season, both have held serve eighty five and eighty six percent of the time. So. In quick conditions, um, we know Vukic's serve is effective against against um, Corda. So the over ten and a half in set one at three point one uh, plus two ten with Bet Rivers would be my lean for this one. I think it'll be one that Corda will probably just edge, but it, I can't imagine it'll be comfortable for him. The final match we're going to talk about is the first match on court of these four matches that we are speaking about here on the podcast, and that is a four p.m. start Eastern time. It's Max Purcell up against Andy Murray. Now, Purcell had uh, had a terrible run coming into Toronto. He had lost his, I think he's lost the last six matches on the trot. He didn't get, hasn't got past the first round since the French Open. And he's come to Toronto. He's gone through two qualifying matches, played very, very well. And then he produced the, the shock of the tournament so far. Well, he, not really on the form book, but on the odds, definitely. When he beat the local player, Felix Auger-Aliassime, who's having a terrible time at the moment. Purcell won in straight sets against Felix there, which was really hard to see for the form of the Canadian. He's up against Andy Murray. Andy Murray comes through uh, relatively easy, especially in the second set. The first set, he struggled a little bit against Sanago, but in the second set, he bageled him. And uh, Murray's playing well, but we all know that Murray can play really well and just run on empty at one stage. Um, the conditions are going to be warm here, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. It's going to be very, very hot. Purcell has looked very different from the player he has been uh, in recent months here in Toronto. He's played the advantage of playing qualifying as well. He's plus 250 to upset Andy Murray. Must be confident after beating Auger Aliassim. And Murray is minus 355. Now, Murray is a favourite on the handicap on the spread. He's a pl- minus four and a half favourite at plus four at 104. And the total here is 21 and a half. They have met once before. And Purcell, uh, Murray beats Purcell in 2022 on grass in Newport. But Purcell did take the opening set from him and the overs would have cashed in that match. What do you think of this one, Sean? Because I think the conditions will help Purcell with the time that the match has been played with the heat. I think Murray is always a player that I want to fade once he has a couple of wins because I don't think he can have the longevity to play deep in a tournament. And uh, the only thing that's putting me off is Purcell's form coming into this event. Yeah, I mean, there were reasons for Paul Purcell's lack of form. I mentioned, I think, a couple of times on this show that he had a, a really bad ankle injury, um, which is which has been his, his problem for since the French Open, really. He said about that, um, you know, great win against Felix. Second time he's beaten Felix, actually. He beat Felix in the Olympics as well last year. Um, 
so after the match, uh, Purcell said, and I quote, I got some treatment with a doctor after Wimbledon. Then I took these first three weeks to play tournaments and get experience at tour level rather than training. So I wasn't ready these last three weeks. But Saturday night and Sunday morning, I pulled up really well, surprisingly. So I'm ready and I'm fresh. So that's that's what he said after the Felix match. And it, it does sort of tally in with with what we've seen from, from Purcell with that injury that he's had for a long time. So his, his lack of results is... He's explained it there. He wasn't really ready to, to compete. He was just trying to get himself in a in a match ready situation. Um, anyone that hasn't seen Max Purcell play, he's got a very unusual style. Uh, likes to slice um, not only the backhand, but he likes to slice the forehand as well. And I don't think Murray was re- really ready for it when they met in Newport last year um, on the grass. But he's, he's definitely going to be ready now. That's that's a, a big advantage for Murray's. Um, Murray, we know, is a very, very effective, one of the best players in the wind. And it was very, very windy yesterday. He used that to his advantage against Sonego. Sonego didn't adapt at all. He was still trying to go for the lines, which is very difficult to do in the wind. And that kind of explains the bagel set. Murray was just giving him not short balls, but slightly short balls so that Sonego would take the bait and go for the lines and miss, which is what he did. So that tactic worked out perfectly for Murray. I think Purcell, away away from that sort of serve and the volley and, and that sort of quirky slice style, he's he's not hasn't really got that much power, um, you know, off the ground strokes. I, I think it's it's a matchup that can catch people out. I think it was perfect conditions for him against Felix because, as I said, it was windy and it, it works well in those conditions. If you're if you're just slicing it and just keeping the keeping the ball low and and tempting the bigger hitter into into small margin shots, which which Felix fell into that trap as well. That works great, but I probably won't be as windy today. Murray is familiar with the style. Um I think this one should go the way of Andy Murray. Well he, you know he didn't have too much of a taxing match yesterday, seven six uh six love. The other thing I like about this matchup for Murray is you know Purcell will probably try and come to the net. Murray loves nothing better than than lobbing or passing a guy at the net. He he loves that. Um, I think this is going to take Murray to to either be not not up to it physically, as you mentioned. That's that's possible, uh, you know, with Andy Murray at this stage of his career. But on the matchup, I I would expect have, Murray having experienced this matchup before. I, I would expect Murray to to win this one. Um, I, I can't see Purcell winning it unless Murray has a physical letdown or has one of his occasional bad days, which he does at, at this stage of his career. I think that's what he's going to need for. For Purcell to win the match. Murray is minus 355. So they're the four matches uh, tomorrow, sorry, today in the afternoon from 4 p.m. Eastern time. That starts off with Murray against Purcell. And the last match on call is 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. Giron against Rune. And that is where our only official pick for Wednesday's evening matches on the second round in Toronto is. And Sean, our official pick is? Marcos Giron to win a set. Uh, so plus one and a half sets on the set handicap at uh, 2.28 plus 128 with Bet Rivers. Plus 128, Marcus on to win a set against Holger Rune, who looks very, very low in the betting or high in the betting for the Americans at minus $5. Uh, remember, there are four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, it's only been going a couple of weeks. And we're doing really well on subscribers, but we want to get more. Uh, there's going to be some brilliant content there, not only on the tennis but also the European soccer seasons are just about to start this weekend with action in Spain, France, and the Premier League returns. 
Some great podcasts on there on the futures in those leagues and also the best bets on week one, which will be dropping uh, tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, that's it for this week for me and Sean on the tennis. We'll be back on Sunday uh, looking at the tournament in Cincinnati, another big tournament. So uh, all the tennis action is done this week. Sean, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, have a great Thank time. You. And uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with more football action, soccer action. It's all about soccer now. So make sure you subscribe and also give us a follow on our Instagram and our Twitter account at Because We Win. Take care and good luck. And also remember to check out the early podcast where we have all of the early matches a day in Toronto featured. So two podcasts a day. One of them with the early matches and this one here with the later matches. So whatever we have, we've got three official picks, lots of links, and hopefully cash lots and lots of tickets. Take care.